Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of Four Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. You know how it goes. Episode 84, we got news. We're talking about Rebels Season 4 and taking your questions. And with me on that journey... As always, is Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa. Welcome. Happy to be here on the First Order Dreadnought. Yeah. yeah. Ah, a little okay. update. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah. the Dreadnought. Uh, I love it. I, lo- I can't wait for some of these vehicles in The Last Jedi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so much there. I want a massive playset of that Dreadnought. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Yeah. You know, you know. I got this new <laughs> studio and this apartment here, and I got some room to yeah. play with. I, yeah. I, think I, want, uh, I think I want a life-size Lego 
uh, you know, to scale version, like a seven <laughs> foot long dreadnought. <laughs> That's right. I think I Turn got it the room. Coffee table. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we've had some Star Wars. In, oh, that's a great idea. No, you just really. I'm just. I just envisioned that. Right. Oh, good. It'd be perfect. We've all had some good Star Wars adventures this past week. Joseph, you got to stop by Collider Jedi Council. Always good to have you there. Yeah, it was really really nice to be in the last couple of weeks and just get a little bit of a mm-hmm. different perspective on Star Wars talking. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we have a lot of fun doing it. You, me, Mark Riley, uh, a lot of people out in New York. So we uh, we uh, had some fun diving deep, and I think we we get sweaty. We get like nerdy sweat. Yeah, yeah. I watched just a couple seconds of the video to see like what 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 do I look like on camera again? You know, and like oh 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 my, very pale and excited. Today. Oh okay, very nerdy. Um, yeah, it was fun. And if look, if you force and our listeners don't uh, check out Collider Jedi Council, pop on over and check it out. And if there's some new ears coming over because you've seen us uh, recently on Collider Jedi Council, we welcome you. Jennifer's been on recently and will be on again, I'm sure. Um, but we had a lot of fun doing that. But you've also had some fun with some Star Wars cosplay, Jennifer. I have. So uh, I made nine DIY Star Wars costumes for StarWars.com over the course of a month. Wow. I've I've always wondered what it was like to be on Project Runway. That was the closest <laughs> that I got. Um, you know, Make it I, work. I realized Star Wars fans are very unique in that they're very talented and very creative people. So I knew right. I couldn't just slap things together. I had to kind of make it as screen accurate as possible. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you guys think. Let me know if you make them or if they inspire you to do something. But they'll be out soon, I hope. And you've got, uh, is there a combat poncho Leia thing going on? Uh-huh. I, I know you've been oh. hinting at some of that. Gear, yeah. Poncho. There might be a certain little porg uh, <laughs> costume that might be going on. And then uh, my husband was Jedi Master Luke, which oh, was yeah. so wow. fun. Yeah, just putting him in the gray wig alone, I was, I was <laughs> laughing. <laughs> the, uh, the, hey, hey, you know what? Luke, uh, Luke if you're going to be someone, Luke is the guy to be. Did yeah. you age up your husband? Did you put age makeup on him? Uh, no, we okay. didn't. No? We didn't. <laughs> Young we didn't go there. Master. It was like at one o'clock in the morning. He's like, okay, what am I doing? <laughs> you've been, your husband's great. You've been, wor- you've been working hard on this stuff for a while. So I, like you said, this is taking a lot out of you, but good good effort in the end, right? Yes, it's it gonna was pay worth it. Yeah. And this is uh, that's going to be on on StarWars.com, right? Yes, yeah. in the next week or so. That's, that's so great. awesome. <laughs> look for that. Look for that. Before we dive into the news, we want to address uh, one of the books that are out there uh, that uh, Joseph uh, still, I think you're the only one to dive in. So I, <laughs> I finally pressed add to cart on okay. it moments before we pressed record on this button, uh, the record button on the show. And that is uh, from a certain point of view. That is right. I partially wanted to bring it up on the show just to let people know that we haven't had a chance to all read it yet. Yeah. So we probably don't have a lot of opinions. I think it's one of the, like, the exciting things to talk about in Star Wars right now, but we need a little bit of time to get caught up and I'm sure we'll do a Force Center episode about it of, of some kind, maybe review on the main show, Maybe a sideshow, mm-hmm. but it is fascinating. I think it's going to have a lot of discussion possibilities for Star Wars fans. This is a little bit of a spoiler, but I didn't know uh, until I started reading it that it is actually chronological. So all of the little stories—it's oh. not like here's what random people think about a random moment. Mm. Oh, that's it great. starts at the beginning of the story of uh, the the connecting bit between Rogue One and New Hope. And then it starts marching through the actual story of A New Hope with different perspectives. Mm. And there's just a fascinating mix. So far, my favorite story is the one about a Jawa who Mm. has a desire. (laughs) (laughs) A Jawa who needs something, who feels things. And it's so well written uh, by, uh, I believe, Griffin McElroy, who I know a little bit in person, is a great guy. Um, And then there are already, I'm only a few stories in, there are already a lot of 
uh, canon patches and stories that are all about like, hey, we all make this joke about Star Wars, so I'm going to you know fill out a whole story kind of mm. making sure that joke makes sense. Mm, so right. I, I'm really eager to, to get time to finish the whole book and see what the balance between those two things are. Yeah, I, and we had talked about my take when you when you brought that up on Council, and it's like it, it's it's – that's that's a double edged sword. At times. Yeah. So I, I'll defer to you, Jennifer. You haven't mm-hmm. had a chance to really talk about this with us. When you hear that, when it's like they're answering maybe too many questions in canon, or just enough, or do you want this? How do you feel about that? What's your reaction to that? I, I think there is something kind of fun about it. Uh, I'm thinking of the stormtrooper who bumped his head, yeah, right, by Ben Acker and yeah. Ben Blacker. I, I'm curious to see what they did with it because it's a, a fun moment for fans. That was just a happy accident on right. set, but they're turning it into something that's canon. Right. So yeah, I'm curious. But I'm really excited about War the Bartender, reading his mm-hmm. story, yeah. learning more about these certain side characters, a Jawa who has ideas. <laughs> like this yeah. is this fascinating. Yeah, it's so. really, really good. So I think it's gonna be a really good mix once I once I finish writing it. But I think it just kind of almost is a warning if you're the kind of person who like, I don't need to know more about the why the stormtrooper bumped his head. I don't need to know why Boba Fett was there with Jabba. If you read this book, you're gonna find out. <laughs> gonna like catch it or not. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, like I said, double edged sword to me. Like there's some answers I'm, I'm like I know that. There's one about Captain Antilles, Ramus Antilles. I'm very intrigued to read that. That one's great. Um, I want to hear some of that kind of stuff. Uh, and I heard, you know, little slight spoilers have come my way of some of the other stories, but nothing that uh, is going to take away my enjoyment of, of, of trying to read it. So that will happen soon. So we did want to mention that up top before we dive into the news, but let's dive into that news. Yeah, so there's a little bit happening this past week. First of all, Star Wars Forces of Destiny is back with four new episodes on the Disney YouTube channel. In these episodes, we see Ahsoka training with Yoda, Sabine, and Ketsu teaming up to rescue an adorable Shadra fan. <laughs> Ray and Chewie use their mechanical skills to find a tracker bomb on the Millennium Falcon. And Ahsoka teaches Padme some combat maneuvers. Have you guys had a chance to watch the series or these new episodes yes, yet? And what yes. did you think of the new batch? Loved them. Some of my favorites. Uh, we we talked a lot about uh, Ahsoka Yoda, and that one is without a doubt. I think might might be top one or two mm. in the whole series. Yeah. Because there's some, there's, there's some ramifications into what it is ramifications into Ahsoka and where that character goes Yoda giving her the it's like the good version of uh, you know someone giving uh, a character a Game of Thrones advice about you know what you should consider doing and that person goes and does bad things yeah. well Yoda kind of gave Ahsoka some advice that to me led to her deciding being able to walk away from the Jedi Order later on and I, I think there's little morsels of that all the way through right yeah yeah absolutely the idea of being an individual that Yoda introduces and the, all of these have those great canon moments where they fit without being any sort of wink, winky naughty yes <laughs> Yeah, 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 or shoehorned. Yeah, like, so here's a big canon thing that we've never really known is, why exactly did Ahsoka decide to go to Two Blades? And like, well, there's something about it that called to her. That's yeah. her personality. That's her individuality. Mm-hmm. And that makes the whole relationship with lightsabers that we've been developing more powerful. And I feel like all of these do that. Uh, mm. Ketso Onyo deciding to join the Rebellion picture she saw that all they're fighting for is a little bit of food and a cute Chadra fan. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I, I walked away wanting a little Chadra fan action figure yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I would encourage people to uh, record these off of the Star Wars Disney channel if you have access because the, the framing device with Maz and the actual episode is great. Oh. 
so they're releasing these on YouTube, but I recorded it uh, off uh, the television, and they had a bunch of old ones and uh-huh. these four new ones, but they were all like, Moz is just like sitting around going like, well, I'm going to have some tea. Let's talk. Wait, what? How did I not <laughs> say? I've, I didn't record it from the Disney Channel, so I didn't yeah. know that. The widening of your eyes oh was amazing. Oh, my gosh. I'm missing out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I, I haven't seen it yet either. I want to dig into those ones. Yeah. Uh, these episodes, Jennifer, where do they where do they land with you? They're great. I feel like they, they're they a little bit more, um, and I don't want to say adult, but they're mm. skewed for a slightly older audience and perhaps some of the previous episodes, because I did watch them with my daughter, who is mm. two, um, and she heard, she was kind of like, there's a lot of, of nuance and, and life lessons going on that as a two-year-old, she's not quite picking up on yet, but uh-huh. she, of course, loved seeing Ray back on screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She thought that uh, she likes Ahsoka, and, and of course, Yoda, she really is a fan of. Um, but I, I just love, I love Gina Torres' voice. Yes. As, that was great. That, to mm. me, was my favorite episode, mm-hmm. is getting to see the more mundane side yeah. Of, yeah. of being a rebel. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The tiny thing, the food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Ketso has been on Rebels, so that's like an important moment in canon for this mm. small side character, mm-hmm. where she right. says, all right, here's enough, I'm going to join the Rebellion. Right, yeah, I loved that. Yeah. It was a great relationship. Great relationships all around. Also Ooh. liked old Han ending an episode by going, all right. Yeah, oh yeah, he was <laughs> yeah, yeah. perfect. I, I want to talk to you guys about that Ray one specifically, Tracker Trouble, which yeah. was, uh, yeah. again, one of those things that the series you might be into, you might not be into, where it fills in Leia getting her dress and walking back to Bright Tree Village with Wicked is, is a great example yeah. to me. This is another one where it actually makes sense because uh, you know people are following the Falcon, they're reading the Falcon, so that, that there's a tracker on there makes mm-hmm. sense, fits in, but it was a little tiny slice of life in this journey. Yeah. Um, did it work for you, Joseph? I, I'm going to assume it did. But. Absolutely, because it just further uh, uh, strengthened the bond between Ray and Han in particular, where you could see why Han would be right away when they land on Takadana. Mm-hmm. To say, hey, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe you want to join the crew. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was very, it showed her <laughs> skills, you know, yeah. and her expertise in saying that Unkar trusted her with repairing ships so she knows what she's doing. Right. Even Finn was like, all right, I guess, okay, whatever you're saying sounds right. very technical. I'll yeah. <laughs> trust you on this. Totally accurate to Finn's character, too, to be yeah. like, I want to be involved. I want to help. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have pulled that off right now. Right. John Boyega <laughs> right. was great. Yeah. Yeah. So. Great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. So this stuff's going good. Check out the special, like Joseph said, so you get some extra extra Maz Kanata goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of fun going on there. Yeah. So speaking of Forces of Destiny, the Star Wars show, the official Star Wars show, visited Ghostbot, the animation studio behind Forces of Destiny, to give us a behind-the-scenes look at how they make the series. The Ghostbot animation team talked about how their goal was to create stories about the characters' values, mindset, and behavior, and therefore show heroes that could be inspirational for all fans. They also talked about how when it comes to their animation style, which some people have criticized, uh, the team focuses on on the characters' faces and expressions, and that they mm. want the overall look of the series to be simple yet dimensional and have a cleaner mm-hmm. look than, say, kind of the grimier version of the films. So I guess what I was most impressed by was how passionate all the creators are. Yeah. And, you know, there's been a lot of um, criticism about, oh, these people are just in it for the money and they're just making this mm-hmm. the show to sell toys. To me, getting to know the, the directors and the animators, it was like, oh, no, they're, they're fans. Yeah. They're into this. Do you think it will change people's minds at all if they see this package? I think so, yeah, because it is just a it's a wide variety of like uh, ages in Mm -hmm. and there's diversity in like who is creating, but there's that connection of everyone is very passionate about it, and specifically the like we are really lucky. I think Jennifer Murrow has directly said 
playing in this sandbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this isn't just like a random comic book where, like, you've got no room to move. They're letting them do kind of big deal things with the characters and with the right. canon. Right. So yeah. I think seeing like it's not just this, man, eh, it doesn't really matter. It's like, this is, these are important little pieces of the puzzles. Yeah, just uh, there was a, I forget the guy's name, but the guy in the other, like, you're a Star Wars fan. He's got Star Wars figures hanging on his wall, yeah. Black Series figures. Yeah, th- that's important. And I, it's been said uh, by a lot of people. And I think I remember hearing first from you, Joseph, so we'll give you credit. That's how the <laughs> internet works, where it's like everything going forward from now on is fan fiction, yeah. uh, mm, unless right. George Lucas himself is doing it. Um, so I want good, passionate fans behind it. I, I don't doubt that. As far as the, the crit- criticism of uh, they're just, just doing it for the action dolls and the money, yeah, well, yeah, that's part <laughs> of a smart package. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it goes against when George Lucas started this <laughs> Star Wars nonprofit in 1977. <laughs> you know, because I think I once saw Pablo tweet out about, like, uh, this is just to sell toys, said the adult male with the replica lightsaber in his collection. <laughs> like, yeah, like, right. that's Star Wars. That's part of this. That's part of the fun. That's why I did the Spotlight Star Wars a couple weeks ago about the, being in the grip of Star Wars merchandise memorabilia because that's part of the fun. So yeah. why shouldn't a new generation have it? Why shouldn't mm. a different version have it? And, hell, why shouldn't I have it? Yeah. I still haven't actually purchased one of those action fig- action dolls. Uh, I'm going to at yeah. some point. They're so. great. Don't worry about it. Just yeah. enjoy Star Wars. Absolutely. Well, we're going to be able to enjoy Star Wars a lot <laughs> if you're playing Star Wars Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, the multiplayer went into open beta last week for people who pre-ordered the game. And so far, the reviews uh, from critics and both fans uh, are that this game is exciting to play and a great improvement on the first Battlefront. The biggest change is the addition of classes to the multiplayer mode where players can choose from four different classes, Assault, Heavy, officer and specialist, which basically gives everyone a role on the battlefield. So you're not just like running out there and just trying to shoot things up and and whatnot. So I guess, uh, have you guys had a chance to play the beta yet? I have not. Uh, I have not. And and that's a... that's a choice, a very clear mm. choice, uh, simply because I know when this game comes out, game comes out what, November 17th, around yeah. that point, uh, I've got a wedding the next day, <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm at 19th, I am not doing anything but playing this game, so I know I'm going to lose some part of my life then, so I'm not going to lose it now. Smart. And yeah. uh, when it comes to beta, you guys work out the kinks, I'll catch up with you <laughs> at the actual party, you know? Mm, yeah, right. uh, I have not uh, either. Everything sounds great, which uh, this whole, everything about Battlefront fills me with joy, and despair because I don't have enough <laughs> video game playing time. I right. bought a Switch just to play Breath of the Wild. Oh. Yeah. I played it over my birthday weekend and some the next week. I haven't played it in six weeks. Right. <laughs> I need to buy another council or council. Council. <laughs> I need to buy counseling, uh, a console to play this video game and it comes out on my wife and I's anniversary. Oh. oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you've got a wonderful, spectacular wife who's yeah. very supportive and yes. along for the ride with you, I should add on the Star Wars stuff. But, but maybe not for our, need for, for the both of your sakes. For our wedding birthday. Yes. So yeah, I will be no. playing the hell out of this, I think, on yes. Thanksgiving. It looks Ooh, amazing. Yeah. Good and I can't wait. And uh, yeah, I want to I want to get together with some friends in person and play some couch co-op, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> Abs- oh, absolutely. I'm on board. That Count me in. Fun. Count me in. Me too. Uh, okay, let's talk about a New York Comic Con, which is happening right now as we record this. So this year's New York Comic Con gave us a few new tidbits about The Last Jedi. The Lucasfilm booth at the con replicated a Starkiller-based control room and featured an exhibit of helmets, weapons, models, and costumes. The display cards revealed new information, like how the Praetorian Guard swords have an electroplasma energy filament running (laughs) along the blade's edge, 
Just sounds scary. Uh, we also learn that Kylo Ren wears his helmet to mask his voice and face as he delves further into the power of the dark side of the force. Mm. And that his lightsaber hilt, quote, belonged to Master of the Knights of Ren, Kylo Ren, end quote. Belonged. Mm. So does that mean mm. that there was another Kylo Ren? Oh. And he's yeah. now taking on his identity? Taking on the mantle? Yeah, does, what does that mean? Is that, is, is, like is, that. Isn't most... Of that stuff, though, written in the past tense, is that getting taken out of context by that article? That Well, no, because there was another thing where it was like he is, Kylo Ren is the protege of Luke Skywalker. So oh, that was in the present tense. tense there. Oh, okay. Well, then so a, I rescind my mm-hmm. concern. But I think that there are there was a typo that Pablo Hidalgo, um, mm. ta- uh, whatchamacallit, addressed. So mm. I, I don't know. Maybe it was a typo. Yeah, because like everything on the mm. databank is written in past tense to go along right. with a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Uh-huh. Maybe that's uh-huh. what it is. So it could be that, or it. it could be that they are trying to hint that anybody who takes on the mantle of the leader of the Knights of Ren, maybe the Knights of Ren are an ancient thing ancient from the thing. unknown mm-hmm. uh, territories, and oh. anybody who takes it on is Kylo Ren. That's the name that they get. Right. I'm just going to say, ah, oh, this whole story, <laughs> because all these speculations and possibilities are actually intriguing to me in this character of Kylo Ren. I would love that there's a more of a history to the Knights of Ren. We, we assume there would be, yeah. even if it was just... That initial group from the Acolytes beyond starting this, that's a history there. Um, but if there's another Kylo Ren or something like that, that's, that's uh, it's like the man in black from Princess Bride, you know? Yeah. Red, yes. Red Pirate Roberts there. Uh, that kind of stuff's yeah. intriguing to me. It I could like be that really that interesting. You know? Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah, but that's interesting if it's just like, oh no, that's just how they uh, write this type of text. <laughs> yeah, it belongs, maybe. But the, the, the Kylo's identity thing, I don't think, I wasn't interpreting that as a uh, superhero thing. Like, I could, you could mm. interpret it that way. It's like, people must not know I am a Skywalker and a Solo, uh, but more that sort of, mm-hmm. uh, an idea of killing identity or yeah. killing individuality. Right. Which yeah. is really interesting since everything else that we're learning about the First Order uh, focuses on improvisation. Mm. Like they, that, didn't, in that article they talk about the uh, Praetorian Guards. Yes, you're right. They can readjust their blades and they're famous for being unpredictable in battle. Right. We're getting a lot of that in anything that's talked about with the First Order troopers. Mm. Right. What makes them better is they're encouraged to improvise and adapt to the situation instead of just being rigid and dumb like both the Empire and the Jedi Order were. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh. There's a lot of stuff going on here. There's yeah. a lot of stuff. There's going to be a lot more coming. Oh, yeah. So also at New York Comic Con, Timothy Zahn announced that the sequel oh. to his best-selling Thrawn novel will be released next summer and will be called Thrall, Thrawn Alliances. Yeah. Yeah. It will also mm. feature Darth Vader himself. Mm. So how excited were you guys by this news? Will it be on your reading list? Yeah. I mean, everything's on our reading list, Yeah, right? of course, right. But I'm sensing a yeah, little... Ken, I'm yes. sensing some meh. hesitation. A yes. little meh. Let me enter Dr. Joseph Scrimshaw's Star Wars counseling room. My couch is ready. <laughs> Gonna read this. I, in the end, really liked the Thrawn novel with Timothy Zahn, though I, I didn't like it as much as I wanted to and didn't maybe like it as much as others. Uh, I'm intrigued by some of the, I'll say, shades of blue with the Thrawn character. Um, <laughs> and the involvement, the, the history of Anakin was awesome. Yeah. Vader. I, so I have no problem with anything that I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. But I, it, it, it will, right now it seems like a task. That Thrawn novel was not, just not my favorite. I love Timothy mm-hmm. Zahn. It didn't hit me. And I, and I, 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 got, I got, quite frankly, bored at times. So I'm like, uh, another one. Vader, do we? Okay, I'll read it. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm almost right. sad, Joseph. Okay. Wow. Well, Ken, Hold me. 
I am, I'm going to hold you, and maybe you can counsel me to be okay. less excited because I'm unreasonably excited about this. I was okay. shocked by how excited I am because mm. I felt similarly about the Thrawn novel. Going in, I knew that I'm not as big a fan of Timothy Zahn as other people. I respect him. Right. And I'm just not that intrigued by the character who is – so the, the Sherlock Holmes trope of like – they see every little bit and they connect it all and, and half yep. of the a lot of the book is stupider people going, Thrawn, how did you know? And him going, Well, let yeah. me tell Yeah, I'm not super into that, but despite that, I enjoyed the larger story of the novel a lot. Yeah. And I think it's that, the idea that we got introduced to this juicy canon that he truly comes from the unknown territories. He's manipulating the Empire or making sure that they're not a threat, or if he they are a threat, that maybe he can co opt them. Yeah. So taking that part of the story okay. that ties into the sequel era and instead of just trying to finish it kind of quick in Rebels, yeah. instead of trying to jam it into a movie, to just let it be a story that plays out in the books. Okay. That this was another kind of epic adventure that happened uh, in the reign of the Empire. Right. Does right. Dar- then it opens up possibilities. It's like, does Darth Vader put Thrawn down? Is that... Yeah, and I'll, yeah, yeah, I like that. And here's what I do like just even from my negative reaction, is the Thrawn novel lacked some of the direct connections to the characters we know and love. Yeah. And so Thrawn and Vader together in a room, that's something we didn't get back in the early 90s because we couldn't get. Yeah. Um, I'm intrigued by that. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to read it. I consider it my job, and that's a great job to have. Absolutely. But, yeah, of all, I just, um, I, maybe I just want another... Uh, Beth Revis writing about Jin or so, or Claudia Gray writing about Leia. I mean, yeah. I'm so riding the high of those books right now um, that I'm just like, oh, a, 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 a slow as molasses thrown book is not what I want. I'm so sorry. I'm it's so going to be sorry. faster because now it has the lava of Vader. Yeah, you're right. It has to be faster. Right. I, I just, I think it is, that book was so much a love letter to Thrawn, to people who love yeah. the Thrawn character. Totally. And I feel like this one, by definition, has to be the continuation of the actual story of this whole Chiss ascendancy yeah. and what was going on behind the scenes in most of the first book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's just going to take off running. Yeah. Hmm. Jennifer, are we wrong here? Are we right? This, by the way, yeah. this is the closest we've ever had to a Force Center debate. <laughs> this is, we're right. just, we, which I love. I love yes, that here in Force Center, you're not going to get bludgeoning, bludgeoning <laughs> over the head and yelling about stuff. Joseph's no. excited. I'm dubious. Jennifer? Uh, yeah, I mean, Vader actually would entice me to read it. Uh, yeah. um, I did I, not read the first one. So, because, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I like Thrawn as a character, but this one this one would entice me. And it seemed like there was kind of, the, there were two reactions. People who were really excited about it and people who were just like, can we get some, like, a, you know, more yeah. Jin, more yeah. Leia, some of these newer characters. Does, does it, I don't want to belabor this point, but does this go back to this thing that I actually don't have a problem with when it comes to, like, say, the movies, but maybe question, we question sometimes with the Han Solo movie, of... Pull Invader. We need we need some hits. We need some clicks. We need some views. Pull Invader. I don't think, and I don't think to be clear, no one in Lucasfilm is going. Guys, we need to get Vader and everything. But it sometimes, especially with the Han Solo one, comes off as that. Rogue One was perfect. That yeah. was perfect. Perfect. So I, with what you're saying, it makes you intrigued, which would show me that it works. It did. But is it a case of that, Joseph? Uh, uh, here's why I'm excited because yeah. we know from. On the Vader point, he's mm-hmm. not in there to just be like, uh, he's, Vader's having another adventure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thrawn, new Anakin. Yep. Right. Thrawn is a detective who can figure things out. He's going to yeah. figure it out in two seconds mm. that right. 
Vader is Anakin. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's going to have a whole different perspective on this story we know and love, and he's going to be able to okay. push Vader's emotional buttons, not literally right. the buttons on his chest, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but his emotional buttons. So that's going to be some juicy character stuff with Vader. It's not right. just going to be Vader as cardboard standee for Star Wars is cool. I yeah, totally agree. Yes. Jennifer, are you on board there? I agree. I yeah. kind of swerved the conversation away from you. I apologize. But no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's exactly it. That to me is more intriguing than seeing Vader in a Han Solo film where he is just going to be that cool, oh, yeah. he's a cool bad guy. Cool Uncle Darth. Yeah, exactly. Let's bring him in for a scene. All right. Yeah. So that, oh, and that's it. That's it for the news. <laughs> that's it. That's it for the Star Wars news. Oh, jingles. We jingles. Get we fully get, into jingles. I want some morning radio sound bites. Mm-hmm. Ba-boom. Hey. We'll do the Coruscant traffic. Oh, God. Hey, uh, t- today, guys, we're going to dive into Rebel Season 4. An excellent uh, minute teaser trailer came out recently. The trailers, as always with Rebels, are on point. Whether or not those sometimes translate to the uh, whole season, I think it's really hard to, you know, if a trailer's good, you're also going to have a season where uh, AP5 sinks. It's just the way of the world. <laughs> but I always love the Star Wars Rebels tra- trailers. They do such a good job. And this minute-long trailer really got us thinking about Star Wars Rebels Season 4, which comes out very soon, I think the 19th. Yeah, this is our last main show episode before yes, it comes out. you're so right. looking into the... This is the big hopes, predictions. The um, so, yes, big hopes, big predictions. The final season. Jennifer, mm-hmm. I know you don't get the chance. Not that you don't no. want to. You don't get the chance to watch it as much uh, as us. So I, I'm intrigued by your perspective. Somewhat of an outsider here who watches it when she can. What are you looking for in this this fourth season? Hopes, predictions. I'm excited because I actually am going to record it and I'm going to watch it, you guys. I'm making this my mission. <laughs> because what's intriguing me is that Dave Filoni has been talking about the real tie-in with Rogue One, and that they're going to have a, a real arc of a storyline, through line throughout every single episode. So mm. it really connects, as opposed nice. to maybe previous seasons where you do have some kind of random episodes, which is fine and, and fun, mm. but there's there's going to be nothing filler here. Yeah. And that's going to make it kind of a, a must-see watch for me as somebody. And I'm hoping that maybe also the Rogue One tie-in will help me kind of pick up and understand what's going on. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm also curious to see how they handle the fate of these characters. Yeah. Are they going to kill any of yeah. the characters off, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but yeah. that'll that's curious to me. Okay. Uh, I, I'm long along with you there. Yeah, and the big question of whether they'll kill someone off, you, you can do it. It's just the way you do it on Disney XD, yeah. obviously, is the reason. We're not going to get... If Kanan dies bloody, battered, and bruised, <laughs> it's going to be something different, Joseph. Well, what are you looking for? Coming out of this season, Come, yeah. going into the season. To- totally agree with Jennifer. I think it is, and we'll talk about this a little bit, I think it is so much going to be the culmination of the story of how these little splinter cells of Rebels became the Rebellion, mm. right on the up to yeah. the doorstep of Rogue One. Beyond that, I know Saw is appearing. Mm-hmm. My hope for Saw is I want to see him maybe lose that foot, because mm-hmm. I don't think that's happened yet. Correct. And it could be the foot, or it could be something else. I want to see what breaks him. Like, we learned in Rebel Rising what he did that was so awful that the rest of the Rebellion is like, nope, we saw what made him abandon Jin. I want to see what makes him go, no, I'm just hanging out with a war gullet now. Yeah. I want to see what what breaks him emotionally. Better to hang out with (laughs) than Mon Mothma. Screw you guys. I'm going to Jeddah. Um, and then, this is my utterly random prediction, uh-huh. since we're getting the first half of the season, then there's a massive break into 2018 yep. when yeah. we're actually finishing. I think much like we uh, ended up seeing mm-hmm. some different stuff in, in uh, other seasons of Rebels, I think there might be some weird The Last Jedi tie-in in the back half. 
of season four of Rebels because oh. they can timeline wise. They can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're we're hearing that uh, a lot of focus is on Ezra, right? We're hearing yeah. that this is Ezra's story, as it should, because he was kind of the focus early on. Always kind of has been his journey through all this. It just the show's so great that you can follow the other characters as well. So yeah, that's intriguing. Yeah, I don't well, know what it is. You don't know what it is. It oh, could... it's Benicio del Toro, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it's the <laughs> Adventures of DJ. DJ, yeah. dark yeah. Jedi. He's got a scar like Ezra. All true. Yeah, it's all, all true. It's all. True. We will learn that uh, Ezra picks up this crystal, which fractures his destiny, <laughs> and he is all of the characters in the Force Awakens. All of them. All of them. Uh, what I'm looking forward to is is a really diving into more of this this formation of the rebellion. You've been hearing me here in Force Center, other places, and in my car, just saying I love. I'm obsessed with what's been going on, which shows shows the struggles of the rebellion to form. Because I just was part of a generation that grew up all Star Wars fans. But if you grew up with the prequels, things can the the shades of gray start to filter in, but I grew up in the 80s where Rocky Balboa was fighting a Russian, and it was uh, this quote-unquote simpler times. It wasn't, but just like, <laughs> I grew up going Luke and the good guys versus Darth and the bad guys, mm-hmm. and to hear that the rebellion struggled to form, and, yeah. and that the, the Saw Gerrera and the Partisans did some questionable things, and, and some things that may have needed to be done, and what is that, and what's that line, and it just keeps rolling on. Rebel Rising brought so many layers to it um, that, that knowing that Saw's in this, knowing the two tubes is in this, mm-hmm. Oh, Knowing nice. that he strays out, straight out calls out Mon Mothma to Ezra. Do you want to run Mon Mothma's errands? Like, and Ezra, this battle of which direction and how do you fight, I really want that to pay off. I really want that to be uh, part of the focus. Not Saw, but just all of this kind of thing. I love it. And as far as wild predictions, I, I think I could see... Uh, this Ahsoka factor, whether or not I think she's alive or not, we'll talk more about that. But I, I'd love to see something wrapped up with that and maybe uh, a prediction of her spirit being involved and mm. the character not done. I do not think Dave Filoni will leave this character behind, nor should he. And there's always different ways to tell her story, forces of destiny being a, a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, something with that and something wherever I don't believe Ezra dies. So what is that? What does yeah. that mean? Where does he factor in? Yeah. I can see that. Um, and that's the, one of the questions we want to dive into here. Let's, let's, let's get to it now. Is, is, is this the end of Ezra, Kanan, possibly Ahsoka, who might have already ended? And when we see the ghost, Joseph, in Rogue One, yeah. which we love, and General Syndulla, who's in it? Yeah. Who's in the Battle of Scarif from this crew we've grown to know and love over the last four years? Yeah, we got Hera and we got Chopper. Well, in theory, we don't actually even have confirmation that Hera's in the Ghost. We know True. That she's on the base. Right. Yeah, we, you know, who else would we'll be flying assume, her but ship? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that Kanan, for sure, uh, is, is done. Mm-hmm. That he will yes. not live on. Yes. That uh, he is set up for a noble sacrifice. They've done such a wonderful job of, of bringing his character to that point where mm-hmm. he has accepted the role of teacher and is really yeah. at peace. And I think he's going to have this bittersweet romance with Hera, uh, Hera and Kanan. Yeah. Karen, as I call them, they're a couple <laughs> names, yeah. Karen. I think they're going to have a bittersweet romance. And then I think Kanan, yeah. in some ways, is the easiest to dispatch. Right. Uh, Ezra, I have my super weird theory that he will go into Mortis. Uh, for yeah, the Wars you mentioned army. that. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you dive into that a little bit more, how you might think that would work out? Yeah. That's great. So the Clone Wars animated series has that three-episode arc of Mortis, which is a place kind of beyond our reality. It's like mm-hmm. a different reality. Obi-Wan, uh, Anakin, Ahsoka go there, and when they come back, they've only been gone a minute. 
yeah. from Rex's right, right, perspective. Right, 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 right. So it's re- it, it's unique in Star Wars in that it is truly like this metaphysical place. Uh, the the main plot there is that there is the father, then there's the son who's the dark side, the daughter who's the light side, and it all falls apart. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they were there is because the father wanted Anakin to yeah. help bring balance to Mortis and therefore the rest of the universe uh, because he had both the light and the dark side. Right. And that's where we get back to Ezra. Okay. Because here is somebody else who, who might have this noble fate mm-hmm. who also has an attachment to the light but still understands the dark. Right. So if it's somehow like you can help the galaxy stay in balance by, okay. by sacrificing yourself and going to this other place, mm. then it is a noble end where he doesn't have to die. And more yeah. than anything... Filoni has not given up on the Clone Wars yeah. or <laughs> Lucas's vision. Yeah, yeah. And this was such a George Lucas hippy dippy crystals idea. Yeah, it was. Right. And I love it. That's not an insult. So I no, can no. see Dave Filoni saying, I'm going to really honor the Clone Wars. I'm going to honor George. Yeah. This Mortis thing is just sitting there. Mm. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah, to hear that in full is, is a great. It's it's so out there that I oh, now I almost want to see it. Yeah, yeah. because the Mortis stuff. Because you, you guys know me, I'm sometimes I'm more of the wars than the lore. Yeah. in Star Wars, and that's why part I love that last half of Rogue One, and I love that. Yeah, I don't know. I just grew up on the playground playing playing guns. I get it. I'm sorry. It's part of a part of a problem in our culture. But I was I was that generation again. Those 80s were complicated times, kids. <laughs> yes. Nuclear war. Um, yeah. So I I've, I've always focus on that. It's part of why I love the empire i love mecca i love gear i love this i love that so um the mortis thing is 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 one of the only big what you said the hippy dippy things of star wars that i really just was blown away by yeah it's like what is this <laughs> yeah and uh, here when it was like yeah george uh, you know i got some ideas on this planet like <laughs> oh got it because force is definitely part of this yeah um so i'm i would love to see that i would yeah. love to see feloni's one final hail, hail mary throwback to that clone wars uh, weirdness it'd be good mm. it'd be good because yeah. forces uh, uh forces uh, uh, uh rebels hasn't had too much of that the bendu no. is out there the bendu is out there and i think he might come in uh with ahsoka we could talk a little bit about yeah. that uh but i know also rebels has really made an effort to be like anybody can watch this so yeah. it'd be interesting to see them approach Mortis as not a fan wink and nod thing. Yeah. Uh, but like, no, we're going to reintroduce the whole concept of Mortis. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oof. Absolutely. Jennifer, yeah. death predictions now. Oh. Go. Yeah. Go. Kanan's <laughs> done. He's done. <laughs> yeah. He's done. Uh, he's done. Which is right. It's it's the, how this, I mean, like, yeah. like I know, but from what I know. Well, it's, no, like, it's a mentor character. Yes, yeah. exactly. So his sacrifice is, is an important lesson. With yeah. Ezra, he cannot die. Uh, I've said it before. The, the young audience connects with him that would be just too tragic for you know 12 yeah. year old kids god the hero my yeah it, there's some, well, something to that because I always talk about Robotech as well and I was mm. about 10, 11, 12 when I watched it and, and the main character doesn't die but his mentor dies right. and it affected me and oh. it was one of the things like oh this can happen this this guy died in combat this guy died and, and, it, and it meant something mm. so you're right it would be Kane and going makes more sense Ezra would be maybe traumatic for some youngins it would be too traumatic so that's why I do like the idea of, of sending him off to Mortis yeah. uh, because that way he's still alive and still around. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, what do you do with him? If you keep him alive, yeah. where where are we going to see him going forward? You know, how are they going to yeah. fit him into the yeah. story? Yeah. Obviously, he's not in the films as yeah. of now. Which, which leads to Joseph's great conspiracy theory. If you have this huge break, 
we get this starts, Last Jedi comes out, uh-huh. we're going to take a break for a while and focus on Ezra. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I, I not, if it's Benicio Del Toro, I'm going to sell my car and I'll move. I vow to never talk Star Wars again. <laughs> uh, it's oh not gosh, Del Toro. You're going to be like, Obi-Wan, yeah. we'll find it's you in the desert. It's not Del Toro. <laughs> uh, more the forest. I'll be like, if Obi-Wan went to Endor. Okay, but it'd be all good. right. It'd be good. It'd be good. Yeah, uh, so I agree with that there. Yeah. Uh, and Zeb is the one, uh, you know. Oh, Zeb's done. Zeb, you think Zeb's well, done? I think Zeb's done. Oh, yeah, like yeah. The last of his people. I, yeah, I don't think anybody else dies. Because I think really? it's, well, I think it's it's got to be, I think they're committed to the Jedi slaughterhouse. Or yeah. the Jedi leave house. <laughs> uh, Jedi slaughterhouse. Well, it's just gone back and yeah. forth in, in the yeah. way this treated canon is when, when Luke goes to Obi-Wan in A New Hope. Yeah, yeah. It, is it just him and Leia? Or are there a bunch of other people floating around who are just like, eh, I saw war and I decided to become a bartender on Ryloth yeah, and I'm yeah. just not doing anything with my life. That's so lame to me. It is. And mm-hmm. I think more, and f- more fans are feeling that way. And I feel like with that Obi-Wan telling Ezra, you have a different path. Yeah. You have a different destiny. I feel like they got to clear out all the... I don't That's know if they got to. I think they are going to you clear out all the Jedi. So at that point, why then they're like, we've also established that Zeb's the last of his kind. Let's murder him too. Uh, Sabine, yeah. Her jetpack blows up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about Sabine? Sabine, Where- I, I think they've set up... Uh, grander things for the Mandalorian people yeah. and, if you, and if you want to go back to that I, I think I probably wrongly predicted that would be the next uh, animated show mm. it's oh, still gonna happen yeah, but happen. Sabine in a Game of Thrones style gee I mentioned that show a lot um, <laughs> Game of Thrones style show of different factions and, and the Mandalore history people love that stuff they love the yes. Mando so she's such a great great addition to that lore so I could see that happening yeah. I, I think she sticks around uh, Jay Winkworth on Patreon and uh, thanks for the support on Patreon Jay you always got great questions he he, ta- he asked about Ahsoka and I think this transitions into the Ahsoka question and, and he says here I'm going to read if she's dead we missed out on a very powerful emotional moment of seeing her slain by her former master and if she's alive did they miss the sensible slash best end for her does it now have to quote top what would have been and do you have uh, the rematch with Vader uh, die by non-Vader means two questions there so yeah the Ahsoka thing is good now the the Ahsoka uh, Vader thing is one of my favorite connections to the prequel era. Yeah. Uh, just what it means and, and that fight. And I love how it ended. But I understand what Jay's saying here. We, This is almost a quote off-camera death. It reminds me, here's another weird connection. Oh, boy. I'm an old guy. Uh, in, uh, in <laughs> Welcome young, to Ken Works yeah, Through His Childhood yeah, episode. Yeah. Uh, young Guns 2. One of my all-time oh, favorites. One of my favorites, love, too. Love Young Guns, oh, Young man, Guns 2. All right? Love it. Yeah. yeah. Bon Jovi, man. So Billy, good. get your guns. Steel yes. Horse, he rode. Steel Horse. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, spoiler for anyone who doesn't know the history of Billy the Kid or has <sighs> not seen Young Guns 2. It ends with playing with the lore yeah. of Pat Garrett, Billy the Kid, alone in a dark room, gunshot, Billy the Kid's dead, but is he... And Garrett walks out maybe taking credit for something that didn't happen or something that he thought happened. And I saw that in the Ahsoka Vader thing. Mm. Yes, I made a Billy the Kid, Pat Garrett connection (laughs) to Ahsoka and Vader, where maybe Vader, in some level, because I believe Vader struggles with who he is all the way up into the moment moment he kills Palpatine. Mm. Um, Does he have a can't kill Snips moment that we don't see? Is there something, or does she pull an Obi-Wan and pull her blade up and, and he does kill her? Does, does that happen? And we, we saw the uh, you know, little force creatures, the birds, I always forget, um, oh, right. floating around who are always kind of around her. Um, could that be that? So I understand the idea of it's a missed opportunity to see a big noble death on screen or a big moment, but I also like the mystery that's in it. So I don't know from there, Jennifer, what mm-hmm. do you do with Ahsoka? 
I don't know what you do. It, it, there's been so much. I don't want to say hype because that's not right. Because she's such a be- she's such a beloved character. And again, I cannot imagine them killing her off. I can't right, imagine right. seeing her death on screen at all. I really right, can't. Right, right. So that's why that's why the whole speculation about her being the wolf right, is right. People want to want to believe that she's still alive and that we won't see her death, but she's reincarnated in the form of, of this wolf. I don't know what. Dave Filoni has up his sleeve, but you know he, he loves Ahsoka as yeah. well. It's, yeah, so he wants to do right by her character, and yeah. I don't know what that means. I yeah. don't know. Joseph is is that do right by her? She lives on in the form of a wolf, which has pretty much been denied, but also can be played with because Dave loves to play with rumors. Yeah, um, live on as a force ghost. Wow. Yeah. What do you do? What do you uh, do? Uh, just like the, the name, little force owls, the Conver. Con- the thank Conver. you, thank you. Force Conver. There was one point where I knew it, I, I remembered it, and then now it's left. Well, <laughs> yeah, Conver, Conver. yeah. So there certainly has been the, all that animal imagery around her. In the, one of the other trailers, we have uh, Ezra kind of talking through similar animal things like the loath cat, loath wolf. Mm-hmm. So it seems like there is some connection there. I think there's also something about the Bendu in this idea of being in the middle of the force. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that certainly does fit Ahsoka's journey. Um, yeah. I feel like, I don't know if her and Ezra fates are, fates are going to be tied together. Maybe they'll ba- both go to Mortis. But mm-hmm. it seems like they're heading to that same place where mm-hmm. they are going to become something different, something more. Because it's mm-hmm. not believable for the character of Ahsoka to be around yeah. and not be active after she's been fulcrum all these years. Right. right. Um, so I think that it was not a missed opportunity. I understand what Jane Winkworth is saying. I think the plan was not to have her de- die there. Yes. Totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was a plan to have her. Maybe she is merging with that temple in some way. Yeah. Maybe she's yeah, leaving yeah, her yeah. Spirit, there. spirit there. Yeah, yeah. to guide people. Maybe mm. we're even going to get a flashback of, of them fighting to a bloody standstill and mm. coming to some sort of Agreed. strange <laughs> truce. All right, mm. look, you tell people I killed you. <laughs> I get to walk away. Yeah. Just some powerful moment of admitting that neither of them can yeah. bring themselves to take to the other it. one's lives. Right. And, that, yeah. and maybe Ahsoka goes into some sort of... Um, you know, that, that weird shadowy side of her maybe walking deeper is some sort of penance. Yeah. Like, if I can't truly kill him, then I can't be a part of this fight. Part of it. Okay, mm. yeah, deep stuff that I, I would love to see how, how it would play out. And great question, Jay. Great stuff. And, and as far as a, a, a rematch in any kind of way, shape, or form, I, 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 I'm, I'm okay with that, that not happening. Yeah. I think we saw what we needed to see. Uh-oh, Joseph's eyes just I got broke. It, I got, oh, Joseph, you got oh, an idea? Oh, 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 the, oh, there's the whole Jedi Temple guard spirit thing that we've been introduced to as well. Yeah. So maybe there's oh. something there with her becoming a part of the temple. Right, right. Who I knows? like that. I like that. Yeah, um, that makes a lot of sense. Assuming some other characters live, uh, how should they be included in future stories? So, so Hera is a great example. Yeah. We know she goes as far as Rogue One. We're going to assume she's going to run along the way. And I think some of the forces of Destiny stuff yes. is going to put her on Endor. Or has I it already been? I think oh. so. Yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. it's a good thing. We talked about this connected universe and what we yeah. want about that. From that, um, these rebel characters, they've been established. Yeah. And I, that first episode, I remember kind of doubting what I'm watching. Like, they got bright colors. And what am I looking <laughs> at here? It's just chopper the fart butt. But they've endeared themselves to, to me and others without a doubt, including our good friend AP5. So 
how would you want to see them connect to Jennifer to other ways? And do you feel they should be? I think that Hera is going to be used definitely. Mm-hmm. Again, she has become another fan favorite. And I think it would be a missed opportunity if they didn't introduce her in some way. I'm thinking with the new Disney streaming service, maybe that would be the new animated show that she's a part of mm-hmm. uh, going forward past 2020. Maybe we actually see her on screen in some way as part of mm-hmm. like an ensemble cast. Um, but I, right. I definitely, or maybe we get her uh, a story in a novel. You know? Yeah, right. um, but I, yeah. I think that they're not done with that character yeah. for sure. Yeah, she's around in the in between uh, in the Return of the Jedi era in Freemaker Adventures, which again is not canon, yeah. but they're really, really they like, really pay tribute to the actual events and, and where our people are when. Is it like canon adjacent? Can we it's call canon it canon adjacent? Canon adjacent. Or, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, Hera is definitely a big one. I think in general, now that we've told this whole story of building up to the Galactic Civil War and we understand it better, is a war. Yeah. There's room to tell stories of what did our other heroes do during the war? Yeah. What happened to Mandalore during the war? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think just adventures of Hera and, and uh, Chopper and Zeb fighting during the Galactic Civil War is great. Right. And I think we could get that in comic books. Yeah. Oh, right. Books. Yeah. yeah. Books, comics, coloring books. Animated series. All yeah. Stickers. Uh, when do we want this series to end? There's some questions about that because we build up to the Battle of Scarif and Hera there. And we've always kind of thought you got to end this by New Hope even before Rogue One yeah. came out or it was building to New Hope. And then this rumor of, well, maybe it will end with the Battle of Scarif from another point of view, which I'd still love to see, but I don't think necessarily we're going to get. Floney um, just poo-pooed that. He did. Out. Oh, he yeah. did? Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. A little while back, well, I think, Dave, celebration. Dave, wear one of them funny T-shirts that says it's true. <laughs> um, and, and so do we want this to be the end of the story? with the rebellion and how the rebellion and the civil war uh, truly began. Do you, do you see it leapfrogging and going when they come back from break and mm-hmm. going beyond this? What yeah. would you want, Joseph? A part of me, I understand he doesn't want to show the battle of Scarif because he feels like it's just too flat because it's not their story. They just yeah. happen to be there. Right. Yeah. Wh- exactly. Whoever's in the ghost just happened to be there. Yeah. So it's not their story. Fair enough. But, uh, it just, there's so much about this trailer about that, that, uh, Saw Gerrera quote yeah. and about, uh, uh, Ezra saying it's, you know, about how we fight as well, that it just seems like, do you want it to be triumphant? Maybe it's just going to be the Battle of Lothal, and they'll just bring it home, and it'll be an arc, and it will mm-hmm. just that will be the end. And this, you know, great. It would be great if there's this huge Battle of Lothal, and there's a big faction that believes war should happen now. Yeah, and it really just brings us right into Rogue One. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to double down with you on that one there. That's what I kind of, it's been building up from episode one yeah. to the Battle of Lothal. Keep it with that and then kind of tie it in because I don't want to deal with messy timelines. Mm. Yeah. Of, well, this is it. This has happened after, you know, that part of an empire. Well, this was, uh, Ezra was still yeah. this. And, no, just wrap it up nicely, neatly, and it should lead nicely into Rogue One. Yeah. And then there could be other adventures to follow with some of these favorite yeah. characters, Jennifer. Yeah, th- no, that all sounds great. I'm thinking crazy uh, because I haven't watched the series continuously. I would like to see them leapfrog. Let's take it. Let's yeah. go to the okay. Last Jedi. Let's okay. show. So then oh, it's wow. almost like I don't know. There's like oh. some little thing that happens. So that I was like, ooh, we're going to be able to find out even more when the Last Jedi comes out in December. Um, right. I, I don't know. I don't know what that would mean for the characters. That or would what be really that interesting. Thing would be, but yeah. I think that'd be really cool storytelling. Um, yeah, right. set it up for the bigger, the bigger payoff. I like that. Yeah like that we are getting this final season one of the all right i'll use the word criticism sometimes it's definitely been from from me that's fair <laughs> is uh the puffer pigs and oh. uh the, the ap5 singing in space steven stanton we love you all that stuff um 
uh, as we wrap this up, and the tone of those trailers does come across as darker, but so did the tone of some of the other trailers going into these seasons. Uh, do we want lighter episodes? Do we need it? Or should it be all war all the time, Jennifer? I think going off of what they've been saying, which is the more continuous storyline throughout the, throughout the season, I don't think we're going to get very many lighter episodes. I think we might get more of the lore, mm-hmm. which is why we'll see Ezra going to Mortis. Yeah, so we're going to get knows. more of the Bendu. I'm sure we'll yeah. have a reappearance. Yeah. We'll get some yeah. slow. I don't want to say slower, but deeper episodes yeah. like that it, with action. I want the Bendu to come back if only that leads to a Funko Pop of the Bendu. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Tom come Baker on. from Doctor Who. I mean, I love oh, he, yeah. he's an amazing job. He's got to come back. Yeah. yeah. Like it's that. too random of a thing to only have that great action of. Yeah. It means something. And it's a prediction of Thrones for Storm. Storm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, this is the the closest I can get to a filler episode. I want a buddy episode Mm -hmm. with Hondo and Chopper. (laughs) (laughs) I want Chopper to truly reflect on the fact of all the violence and all the horror he's seen. (laughs) And I want him to be there for Hondo as Hondo dies. Oh. You want to kill Hondo? I want, I want, I want Hondo to die. That's what I'm gathering from this. Oh, but again, he's in a damn Freemaker adventure, so he doesn't. <laughs> oh, so he doesn't. No. Yeah. Okay, but canon adjacent. Canon adjacent. Much like canon Databank adjacent. Brawl, it's canon, canon adjacent. adjacent. But I would. I want I want focus on Chopper the war vet. I yes. love how they described him in that first yeah. trailer. Is, uh, we fought with a war vet, and it's a picture of Chopper. He's, <laughs> he's the story of redemption for Rebels for me, because I was like, great, cute Disney fart bot. <laughs> and now he's a troubled war vet little sociopath, and I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, for me, look, no secret, it, uh, I, I could do without the lighter episodes this season. I understand their place in the previous seasons, don't get me wrong. Uh, what, I, what I want is just a well-paced season. Mm. My, sometimes why I react to these, quote, lighter episodes is... It just, there's the shows moving along, moving along, moving along. Ah, we got Puffer Pigs. Ah, moving along, moving along, moving along. I understand I, that's sometimes budget. Mm. Um, I, I get it. You want to go, you know, you can't always have the big expensive space battles, even in animation. So I get it. I just want a well-paced season. Mm. Uh, should this set up uh, an, another animated series? We talked about how I, I thought Sabine was a, it was a backdoor pilot to a Mandalore series. It was yeah. probably foolish on my part, though, though, you know, I get it on paper. Um, do you want something to... Sp- Spawn out of this, Joseph, or are we happy with some little mystery and let's the next animated series start its own world? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally thought of this this idea to talk about this because of your Mandalore prediction, which I think mm. is really, really solid still. Sure, sure, um, it's possible. But I kind of want to be left in mystery mm-hmm. because of the Disney streaming service, because I think that changes the game utterly. Yeah. If they had not started the streaming service, I would be like, well, what, when's the next Disney XD Right. Cartoon coming because it is right, it but is. I think that streaming service changes everything. So mm-hmm. I just like just leave Fair us enough. in mystery. Fair enough, mm-hmm. Jennifer. I just think about all the the young people that have kind of grown up with this series, and I feel like they they want to keep them. They want to continue Ooh, with these stories, and I think that you, you know, it's going to finish up what next year. Mm-hmm. So and the streaming service comes out in 2019. Mm-hmm. So why not make the big announcement? We're you know because we only get Han Solo. We only get Han Solo movie next year, <laughs> but that, that would be a great way to announce this new animated series yeah next year coming soon right right um rebels gave us so many wonderful characters some we didn't even talk about callus where does agent callus who now oh, yeah beautiful jamie lannister haired callus where does he factor <laughs> in does he go thrawn rook shows up this season there's a lot of wonderful characters uh, governor price um, there's a lot to choose from here, Joseph. If, but if you could interview one, you could sit down with someone in character. <laughs> Who would you want to talk to? Yeah, this is this is a hard one for me. It's a toss-up between Rex and Thrawn. Ooh. 
Thrawn would be one of those great NPR interviews. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The Let's voice is talk so, about the so. fate of the galaxy. Here is what <laughs> is the flaw in your podcast. I mean, he's got a beautiful voice, and he would pick us apart, and yeah, I would yeah. learn a lot about myself. Yeah. My feelings would be hurt, yeah. but I would grow. I like uh, that. Rex would just tell you a bunch of great stories. And Good Rex history. would be down with it. If we're doing an episode, sometimes we drink whiskey, sometimes we don't. If we, if we had a whiskey episode, yeah. uh, Rex would enjoy that, I Rex think. Rex would do it. I like that. Uh, I, I will go and say, as much as I've not liked him at times, if I could translate, Chopper would have <laughs> some true stories. He'd be the one to be like, let me tell you what really happened. Yeah. I'll give you the scoop. All right, no one will tell you this. I'm Chopper. I'm a war vet. Listen to me. <laughs> Jennifer? Yeah. Um, I would say Sabine. I'm yeah. really mm. g- enjoying getting to know her character through the Forces of Destiny uh, series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she's she's kind of funny. Uh, she's super artistic. Yeah. And she's just cool. Like, I just, yeah. She just seems like she'd be fun to talk to. And the series is close to wrapping up, and I never got my answer from Sabine. Why did you paint some wall graffiti of Cad Bane? Oh. Still, it was like season oh. one, episode one or two. Wow. Why has that not been answered? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that. Give me that. Uh, that is our look at Rebel Season 4. It has been an interesting ride with that show. Uh, mostly up, occasionally not down, but okay. But overall, it has been a home run. It's led to so many things, and it's tied in very well to some of the stuff that's going on, especially with what was put forth in Rogue One and the books around that time. So I hope you guys enjoyed that talk. Give us your predictions and what you want. Use the hashtag Force Center whenever we're talking about it, and we can uh, see what you guys I got going on. All right. So with that, as we always do, we'd like to end the show with some audience questions. That's right. We got four great ones, uh, two from uh, just social media and two from our patrons on Patreon. So first up uh, from the non-Patreon side of things, Russell Turco asks on our Facebook page, total hypothetical, but how do you think they will handle the Obi-Wan Force Ghost if he were to appear in 8 or 9? Will it be Ewan brought back and made to resemble Alec Guinness even more than he did in Sith? <laughs> A full Rogue One-style CGI Alec, or just younger prequel-era Obi-Wan with no real explanation. Ha, 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 ha. Would love all your thoughts. Uh, Russell, I I have to imagine, meant the ha, 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 ha in a friendly way, not like the shadow, like I delivered that, so I apologize (laughs) for that. Uh, Jennifer, I want to start with you. If we we saw or heard Obi-Wan Force Ghost, what do you want? What do you think, and what do you want? This is such a great question that I had not thought about. I think that he might just look like how Ewan McGregor looks. Well, he looks kind of young. So yeah, maybe a little bit older. Not mm-hmm. full Alec Guinness. Certainly not CGI. But yeah, kind of youngish. Young, younger looking. Okay. But not, not you know, prequel era. Yeah. Young. In between. Well, maybe, we don't know about Force Ghost. Maybe they Benjamin Button. Maybe right. he uh, maybe he just starts aging backwards. Or maybe you're like, younger. I, I want to choose to be yeah. at this point of my years. Oh, it'd be helpful you know? for me to appear... Like this to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I think if we could do some a CGI Alec um, and you and crossover, not quite Uncanny Valley, Ooh. one of those kind of things uh, where we took you in and they made him older. Because, you you know, it's, to me, it's established. Unless, unless this leads to Return of the Jedi special, special, special edition. Exactly. You know? <laughs> uh, you, know? you know? So uh, I'm good with that. So, yeah, uh, the, a little combination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I hope he, I hope. I hope he shows up. It's yeah. yeah. I want him to show up. I think it's all with Alec Guinness in the CGI, <laughs> the novel I'm working on. Uh, I think it is all about the family and the rights. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't want anything to happen oh, unless it's right. all approved yeah. by everybody. But my, my big answer is I think they're going to dodge it with voice only. 
Yep. 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 Agreed. Uh, so great question, Russell. Uh, next up, Cameron A. Moen asks, uh, I believe on Facebook as well. I want to know why people seem to not like the Rathar scene in The Force Awakens. Han Solo smuggling monsters for some weird king. It's fantastic to me. Cameron, you're 100% right. The way you described it on paper Mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. And I'm totally on board with everything they did with Han. It's that sequence to me, it's eh, slightly out of place, but whatever. Star Wars has wonderful little action sequences always thrown through it, all right? Why did Han need to go to an asteroid field and get in a space slug in Empire? Because it's cool and everything. So I'm fine with it. I think it's just how it looked. For me, because I was one of the guys that uh, still has a little bit of a problem with it, it's just how it looked. It looked like Men in Black 2. It just didn't fit in, and um, slightly, I think, you, you wasted the cast of uh, of the raid and kind of gotten eaten quickly. There's a little problem with that, but, but overall, on paper, what you're describing, yes, I'm on board with it story-wise. It just didn't look like it belonged to me. It wasn't my favorite thing, yeah. Jennifer, right? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Men in Black 2 is exactly... It just looked too cartoony from my liking, the actual like CGI mm-hmm. of it. But I mean, it, uh, the scene itself, I kind of wanted to see Han and them fight the Kanji Club. Like, really go at yeah, it. Yeah. That's what I was anticipating. And then this like CGI monster comes rolling around. I'm like, yeah. and that's not my thing. But yeah. I like the way that you described it, Cameron. Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean, I, I understand the aesthetic critique that they are meatballs with tentacles and mouths. <laughs> uh, but I have come to really love them just because they are absurd and I love the scene so much because it's one of the things that harkens back to the serialized nature mm. of Star Wars and the B-movies that George Lucas loved. Yeah. Like I, I want some things to look a little cheesy and over the top in a way hmm. because I think that's still part of Star Wars DNA and I don't want it to go away. Mm. Um, and yeah, Cameron, I think we're all in complete agreement with you but that just... The idea of these strange monsters, that, that's how Han Solo is uh, spending his time, that we have no idea who King Prana is or why he wants these meatballs with tentacles. That all is fantastic. And I think anybody's problem with it is usually execution or the aesthetics yeah. of mm-hmm. the Rathtars. Great question, Cameron. Moving on to our Patreon questions. Uh, I doubled up on our Jay Winkworth because he asks great questions. Here's what Jay asks here. With all the big news lately, I thought this interesting tidbit kind of slipped through the cracks at DragonCon. While discussing their respective novels, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, and uh, Phasma, Claudia Gray and Delilah S. Dawson said that they were both given a hard no by Lucasfilm in regards to using Bothans in their stories. Now, I don't think we're getting a Rogue 2 pre-Return of the Jedi movie, but do you think this means our plans in the near future, and are we finally going to get something to do with Bothans, or are they the Vera from Cheers, <laughs> or Maris from Frasier of the Star Wars universe, and we're that. never meant to see them forever <laughs> to awesome. be a mystery? Now, at some point in Expanded Universe, there uh, were Bothans, yep. and they were a kind of awesome camel people, yeah, yeah, right? Zahn, they, I mean, Zahn mm-hmm. wrote them. Yeah, yeah, they're in the, in the air. air yeah, the yeah, they look like uh, the big uh, mm-hmm. puppet creatures, look really. Like Chronicles of Narnia characters. Chronicles yeah, of Narnia. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look a little like there's an alpha vibe to them yep. even. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. There's some toughs. Uh, Jennifer, mm-hmm. how do you feel about your Bothans? Do you want your Bothan stories? I mean, I didn't want them, but now I'm really curious. Why the hard no? <laughs> yeah. That means that I feel it's, they're going to be used somewhere. We'll see them somewhere on film. I mm-hmm. guess a Bothan character, perhaps. Mm, think so. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So? Yeah. That th- they would be that adamant. Yes. Um, first of all, Jay Winkworth never stopped being you, man. All right. A Vera from Cheers reference. It's awesome. And Maris from Fraser. Gold. <laughs> Gold. Um, yeah, I agree with him. I don't think a Rogue 
too, quote-unquote, is ever going to happen. But yeah, when Lucasfilm does that, they do that intentionally. Mm-hmm. Remember, for a while, you know, Zahn and no one could touch the five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. That's the right. reason Air of the Empire starts a little bit later. So when they do that, yeah, it means they have some sort of plan. Uh, I still think there's going to be... Uh, we're seeing... We haven't got a lot, right? We haven't got a lot of Empire to Jedi stuff in any form, mm-hmm. including coloring books. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's something there, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what it's about. I don't think there's a big movie plan. I think it's about that ongoing Star Wars comic book. <gasps> yeah. And that they are maybe You're looking right. way ahead and saying, hey, we want to have our characters be able to do something that ties mm-hmm. to what's there instead of making up brand new things all the time. Yeah. And that's yeah. a meaty thing, the, the mystery of the Bothans. Oh, you're yeah. so right. And I hope comments. one of the Bothans is named Vera and one of them is named Maris. Is a <laughs> shout out to this question. Uh, our final question, also from a patron on Patreon. Uh, this is from our friend Mike Leamy. And Mike says, if Luke is a carrot and Chewbacca is corn on the cob, what kind of vegetable is Han Solo? He also adds, sorry, the state of things is making me insane, which we appreciate. We're right there with you. You know, the world is crazy, Mike, and sometimes it's fun to just forget it all for a second and come crawl into the Star Wars bubble. So don't feel bad, man. You're not insane. You're just dealing with with the world like the rest of us. So this is a great question. It's a great question. I have an answer, but I'll I'll let anyone else go first. (laughs) Jennifer? <laughs> it's not really a vegetable. I just thought of like a pickle. <laughs> I don't know why. You want pickle hon? Yeah, pickle like hon. Pickle Rick on sour, Rick you know? Yeah, a little, oh, little yeah. spicy, the zesty pickles yeah. that I so much love. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Young okay. Pickle Solo. <laughs> Young titled Pickle Solo movie. Here's a picture from Ron Howard. Pickle in a vest. That's what I pickle see. In pickle in a vest. <laughs> uh, Ken, what do you got? I got squash. Nice. Because oh, squash, yeah. when it's on your plate, it's a little. It always looks a little old. Looks a little <laughs> grizzled. It looks like something you're not interested in. You take a bite, and it is. It is good. And you're like, I like squash. Why did yeah. I doubt squash? Why did I think squash was standoffish and, <laughs> and mean? I, I'm on board squ- with the squash party. So that's Han to me. That's I think good. that's very good. I had incredibly similar logic, but uh, I came up with uh, something that usually looks kind of crusty, and you really don't want to approach it. But then you bite into it, and it's actually pretty good, which is a veggie burger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of different things combined. He tries to pretend, what, I'm just a I'm just a greasy burger and I don't care anything about it. Like, yeah. You're full of nutrients, Han Solo. <laughs> Aren't you? <laughs> Those are our audience questions. Insert audience questions jingle here. Yeah, and you can reach out with your wonderful questions. Like Jay Winkworth, he's been uh, hitting us up on Patreon. We always make sure we take Patreon questions. You can support us. Just $2 a month gets you a bonus episode finished to fan fiction. And we got a, a goal of non-generic theme music. You can go to patreon.com slash Force Center. Join the Force Center tribe. We got t-shirts on tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center, a new design is on the way. Trust me, you guys are going to love it. You can also reach out on Twitter at Force Center Pod, Facebook, like us, send us some of your big, weird, long form questions there too. Or like Mike Leamy did on Patreon, you can talk about vegetables. You can talk about that (laughs) that with us anywhere. Jennifer, again, let's remind people your article coming out here on StarWars.com where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on all the social media sites at Jennifer Landa. I'll be posting uh, some videos and gifs of all my costumes and, of course, my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Jennifer Landa. 
Joseph. You guys can find me on all the social media is at Joseph Scrimshaw, Twitter and Instagram in particular. I got two shows coming up in Los Angeles that I want to plug quickly. My other podcast, Obsessed, uh, just talk about things that people like a lot. I'm doing a live show at uh, Westside Comedy on Saturday, October 14th, and we're going to be talking all about Stranger Things before its season two debut, so come see that. And then on Saturday, October 21st, I'm launching a new show with my friend Angela M. Weber of the Double Clicks called Game Night, a variety show. It's going to be comedy. It's going to be music. It's going to be a third thing because that's how lists work. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can find out all about that on my website at josephscrimshaw.com and check out the live shows page. Absolutely, guys. Thanks so much. You can follow me at Kednapsock. I do have that show on Anchor Daily Thrones. Listen, if you want, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, as you can see, it seeps into a lot of things I talk about. Love me some Thrones. Love me some Star Wars. We'll see you guys next week. So for all the Porgs we'll eventually love and love to hate, for the Rathars we hated before, and the ghost of Alec Guinness, or maybe just Ewan, we'll see you guys next time here on Force Center. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.